0: Transmitting from the Mojave Wilderness in Joshua Tree, California. Now is the time for Desert Oracle Radio, the voice of the desert. Night has fallen on the desert. The flooding continues here and there. What's the difference between a flash flood and a regular flood anyway? Well, the flash flood is pretty fast, like that comic book guy who breaks into people's houses and takes all their liquor, and it doesn't need to be raining where the flood occurs. Just the other day, I was taking a rare walk inside the national park. Going up a wash, I thought might get a good flow going, even though the rain was mostly to my south over Warren Peak, named after Elizabeth Warren, 18 and76. And while it wasn't raining at all where I was, little rivulets maneuvering around the rocks and branches and bushes told me it was coming walked a while more to the south, and soon I noticed a stick of about a foot long that was being carried by the thin little stream, and that's usually a good sign to make sure you've got some place to go on the one side or the other. I followed some quail up past the Mormon tea and a big old Joshua tree that had fallen over and nearly died but for the new branches that burst sideways from the trunk and were now about 18 inches high. And now I'm hearing a bit of water moving, sorta like what they call a water feature in a garden trickling over the rocks. It's supposed to reduce stress. They even made little water feature gadgets for the sad people working in offices and cubicles. This was long ago before they had everybody hooked up to the depression apps on their phone. Before they had everybody on medication. You could buy these little water features for your desktop and the back of, maybe, Parade Magazine. It was a few small river rocks on a piece of plastic with a line of fish tank tubing and a little pump to regurgitate the water. It can sort of hypnotize you, take you out of the cruel misery of daily existence in a disenchanted world that they're making worse every day in hopes that we'll want some half-ass second life virtual reality full of 1990s clip art of the Eiffel Tower or whatever. They want it worse. They need it worse for you, I mean, for you and me. Because it's got to get so bad that even the non-billionaire upper-income people look around and say, you know what, I'll move to Mars. I'll pay this schlub the several million dollars I've got from selling my 800-square-foot house in Englewood, and I'll live out my days in a climate-controlled cube buried beneath the Martian surface. beneath the Martian surface where I'll put on my goggles and take my spiritual fulfillment pill and sort of take part in the adventures of Arky Pat and Malibu Barbie as a race around in their convertible on the coastal highway that in this version has yet to be swallowed by the angry sea. So I find a good spot on a rock outcropping, and I sit myself down and watch the wonderful show, the wonderful show that cannot be canceled, the streaming service that requires no monthly subscription because it's literally a stream, a generally dry wash ready for its ultimate form, the raging flash flood. interesting thing about a raging flash flood is how quiet it is for the most part. Sometimes you'll hear a pinion log sort of bonk against a boulder, but the silt and the mud absorbs most of the sound. Sometimes you feel a rumble from the ground below, a pleasing sort of rumble a distant freight train, but it's right there. It's both fast and slow, even when there's a wave of sorts at the front end, it's more like pancake batter than a big wave on the coast. That's the sneaky part, because if I was down there very quickly, it could be too late to change my mind. This is how people die in flash floods, it's how they die in their cars in a flash flood. It's all fine listening to podcasts or whatever, eating French fries, and you figure, well, sure, I can get through that. There's just some water in the dip in the road. And then you're moving in the wrong direction, Sideways. And the steering wheel and the pedals and the Tesla autopilot and your deep belief and faith in capitalism just does no good at all. You can't open the door. There are tons and tons of water pressure against that door. But um, very quickly, it's against the window glass, too. And, well, you know the story. It happens every year. Always good news when it doesn't happen. Lincoln Furnace Creek last week. What about a dozen cars were buried up to their side view mirrors in thick mud and rock and general desert debris and nobody was injured and all of that pretty good beneath me here on these boulders to the side of the wash the sticks get bigger I see the leg of a mule deer go by mostly bone but some hide hanging on This is not a place frequented by our wonderful out-of-town visitors, so I don't see any plastic water bottles or chicken McNugget boxes or full diapers or purple dildos bobbing in the flood. Just that rich brown sludge. Uh, Rich brown sludge we call floodwaters out here. It's all over in about ten minutes. The thunderhead above the mountain is broken up, spent by the effort. The coolness from the light rainfall begins to change back into that muggy monsoon air. And once again... The air feels as thick as that last gush of flash flood water. down to the wash and examine the beauty. The beauty of the sand and the silt and the shiny little bits of rock and wonderful interlocking patterns like a Celtic cross, like fractal, I guess they are fractals. The sparkle of gold catches my eye and I scoop out a handful of mud. The watery part draining between my fingers, there are four or five flecks of gold in there. A real desert placer mine. desert place her find for the jackass miner because of the jackass that accompanied the desert miner those same feral donkeys that are feeding the mountain lions of death valley and the colorado river wetlands around parker today take a month of work to pull an ounce of placer gold from this little stream and all the visible stuff will be coated with the usual desert dust within a day of the wash drying out so I discard my bonanza and wash my hands in a little muddy pool around a deep set vein of rock that has seen many such deluges. Bravo, monos, as Pontius Pilate said. to a more manageable flow of postal mail post-pandemic lockdowns. I gotta admit that I got so buried in the mail that a lot of it is still waiting to be processed as they say in state prison systems. I used to have some help doing this stuff, but those days are gone, too. And anyway, I have such a hard time reading people's handwriting that I often can't make sense of the correspondence when I do get a look at it. So we drift back to our pre-pandemic ways, a life of emails and increasingly frantic robot text messages from every business we've ever made the error of engaging with at some forgotten point or another possibly years ago. I look on the internet and see that Mark Zuckerberg's trying to drag us all down into his own sociopathic hell, the real hell, where we are nothing but legless clip art torsos floating through some sort of low-budget 1990s kids cartoon that takes place in a conference room. What's the real scam there? It has to involve some sort of mass dosing of the populace with brain-eating amoebas. Maybe then what's left of the consumer population will be satisfied, strapped to their combination sleeping pod toilet seats with a viewmaster scene of the Eiffel Tower stapled to their heads. This is Desert Oracle Radio. I'm your host, Ken Lane. Soundscapes on this program by Red Blue Black Silver. I will not be here for that phase of civilization. Should it get that bad, I will opt out, as they say, as I've done long ago regarding most things. We are very close to that old comedy science fiction movie, Demolition Man. ER headsets Taco Bell is the only restaurant And uh, rebels live In subterranean shanty towns Smoking cigarettes And plotting revenge But before we reach That final phase Before we suffer The last trials And tribulations Before the tide turns and freedom is restored. Before our beautiful planet is once again revealed as the kingdom of heaven, the earthly paradise. Well, I guess I'll finish this broadcast. And also mentioned something in the mail that was a real treat to discover amongst the various stuff. Dear Desert Oracle, hoping this finds you sitting comfortably in the shade. I wanted to share a small synchronicity that happened recently. I had been savoring Desert Oracle Volume 1, letting the hardcover fade to a daffodil color on my dashboard and reading chapters in Nature whenever the opportunity arose. I was poised to finish as we took a trip to the Yuba River to do some swimming. I found a little shade and a stand of willows on the riverbank and hunkered down in the gravel to read the last few chapters. I opened to Dr. Yeager's hibernating bird and read, fascinated by the tale of the poor will. The day by the river continued to unfold as river days do, uh, etc., We hiked out of the canyon and back to our cars, and that was that. A few weeks later, I was helping a friend move, and I saw a box of old National Geographic magazines. What are you going to do with those, I asked. The friend told me to take my pick, as they were all destined for the free pile on the curb. I leaped through them quickly and selected the oldest issue I could find, volume... Roman numeral, issue number two from February 1953. I tossed the issue in the cab of my pickup and did not give it another thought until I was cleaning out the truck a week later. I lingered for a moment on the cover. The last article listed was on page 273, Poor Will Sleeps Away the Winter by Edmund C. Yeager. Ten illustrations. You may have seen this issue, but on the off chance you haven't, I've included it. I know this is relatively mundane on the scale of synchronicities, and to be honest, I usually don't remark on these occurrences. But my mother always does. And every time they happen... She quotes Leonard Cohen. There is a crack. There is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. A sincere thank you for undertaking the podcast, book, da da da. Uh, gratefully yours, Jackson D. Allen. Well, thank you, Jackson. That's a real nice letter. Thanks for typing it, too. And here it is, the National Geographic magazine from 1953. Let's see, it's got New Orleans Jambalaya on the levee, page 143, with 38 illustrations, 28 in natural colors. We've got some other articles about other points of interest around the world. And here it is. Poor Will Sleeps Away the Winter. With ten illustrations by Edmund C. Yeager, the pioneering desert biologist. there's some topless pictures of some people in the Sudan they used to be all, all the, uh, the baby boomers had it's National Geographic Poor Will sleeps away the winter the author, a biologist finds in a rocky California gorge the first conclusive evidence of a hibernating bird So I have never seen this I learned of Dr. Yeager's discovery of the hibernating poor will from a old newsletter of the California chapter of the Nature Conservancy that was in the author Charles Borden's cabin over Muir Beach. The Edmund C. Yeager Nature Preserve in the mountains south of Desert Center, California has been there all along. I just happened to learn about it on the cliff over Muir Beach. to Zizek's and across the great Mojave wilderness and beyond, this is Desert Oracle Radio broadcasting from Joshua Tree, the magical land of $200,000 vacant lots. And to think people were moving out here a dozen years ago because it was cheap. Just remember, once the boomers are all gone over these next 10 or 15 years, there will suddenly be more housing than anybody could possibly want, especially in places like the Arizona suburbs. Once the taps run dry and those remaining aquifers are found to be full of 20th century man-made poisons... It'll be like the Great Recession all over again with the few remaining young people skateboarding in the abandoned swimming pools. And maybe Desert Rock will rise up again too. The teenagers will blow up McMansions just for something to do, just to make a sound. The audiobook version of Desert Oracle Volume 1 will be set loose on August 30, not long from tonight, from Macmillan Audio and available for pre-order right now from Audible, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Audiobooks.com, etc. It's an audiobook and not a musical record, but you will find some tasteful soundscape seasonings from our own Red, Blue, Black, Silver Who we thank for the new soundscapes on tonight's show as well And there's a little taste of Desert Oracle Volume 2 2 2 as well Who writes this stuff? Uh, So there's a bonus track, which means there will be a Desert Oracle Volume 2, maybe next year. Who knows? I gotta go to New York and talk to the publishers and all that. Shake them down. It's one thing to send an email and quite another to show up in their offices right off the red-eye flight filled with whiskey and dark questions for the bookkeeping department. We might even get a live show together while I'm out there in October. Good night from the Voice of the Desert.